every freaking second of the day, I'm going to do it. Everybody wants to be mother freaking wealthy. Are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to change? How uncomfortable are you willing to get? How willing are you going to be to allow me to help you? This is a marathon, not a sprint. You give up your right to be average and ordinary. You gotta show up earlier, you gotta be here later, you gotta hit harder, be more productive, be more focused. If you don't see it that way, you will fail at it. You guys have been the pillar and the backbone of Planet First Life now for quite some time. Keep growing. Good morning, everyone. Andrew Taylor here. I'm with Sean Mike, CEO of FFL. So you yeah. re- you recently gave That's a badass. You re- Sorry. Oh, it's okay. I tried really hard to collect myself after that. It was really exciting. You recently gave a speech about everybody having something going on in their lives and how you do too. Yeah. But how you have been very successful at putting that away and focusing on work and making a difference. And I was wondering if you could share and talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. One of the story, one of the lessons in my life I learned about this was I was, um, man, we had been in business like six years, and we're finally making enough money. And and when I we were making money, we I did want to give it back. That was really, really important to me. One of the things I want to do is I want to donate to the university I went to. I just wanted to have a like a Scott wouldn't like, but I want to donate some money to help people. It wasn't expensive school in state. It was probably run you twelve grand a year. But I wanted to develop scholarships for people that came that lived in the county I lived in that were lower income and, you know, that needed some help. So went to the university, went and met with the people and that, you know, raised money, the whole deal. And I was telling my story. And the guy was like, Tell me how the company got started. And I was like, Well, we started December twelfth, two thousand thirteen, da da da. And then he said, Oh, are you married? And I go, No, I got I got divorced December fifth. I just told him two thousand thirteen. And he goes, but you started the company December 12th. I go, yeah. And then he kind of went past it. Like, no big deal. Whatever, we kept on. He was a little bit weird. We kept going. I was like, oh, this guy's weird. But okay. So did the whole thing. So then I donated 100 grand to the to the school, you know, which was for that school. It ain't Harvard. It was a big check for them. And, um, and about six months later, I got an email that wasn't supposed to go to me. And he attached my evaluation weirdly so they would evaluate you when you came in as prospective donors to see if they thought you had any legitimacy and then they would like kind of stalk you and chase you around for money and they would rank you one through five and i was a one according to him five was like i'm a whale four one was like this dude literally wasted an hour of my time he's never gonna donate money now obviously never meant for me to get this and his his he said sean mike said this is his thing that I just can't believe they built the company that fast. The numbers seem like they're not true. And I came in in shorts and a T-shirt, right? I don't try to – I wasn't trying to, like, dazzle them or whatever. And he said – and on top of it, he said he got divorced December 5, 2013 and launched the company December 12, 2013. That's impossible. He couldn't have done that. So it was in his notes. So he said Sean's obviously more hat than cattle, which is some term, I guess, for, like, you don't really have the money to pretend like you do. And I never pretended to have a bunch of money. I just said I wanted to donate 100 grand, and he didn't believe me, and I actually donated it, like, two weeks after this thing. And then it's funny, because I went to Kat, and Kat was like, do you want me to respond? And I go, no. He knows I got it. Let's just let him 
sit and I got it, you know? And I didn't see the guy for like six months. And when I did, it was very uncomfortable for him. It was great. And he's like, well, I'm mad. I said, whoa, 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 you did mean it. And I said to him, I said, listen, I'm not mad at you, but I have to, you have to understand this. The reason you work here and you've worked here your entire life, and I'm not mad at you, dude. You can work somewhere until you're 60 and make 60 grand a year. That doesn't matter to me. But don't call, go talking crap to me because I'm not bothering you. But the reason I said that you chose, to, and I'm not mad at you, you chose to be here and you have the right to do that is because if anything went wrong in your life, you shut down. By the way, he's also never had kids, never been married. So it's kind of funny that he knew what all this other stuff would be, right? But I, it hit me that, like, most people, when they have anything go on in their life, like, I don't think he was wrong. He was wrong about the stupid comment and whatever. But he wasn't wrong because most people are paralyzed by their own BS, their own drama, right? Like, there's real things to deal with in life. Like, we've seen people go through real things. Those are legitimately crippling things. But, like, you're not having a good day. Your boyfriend or girlfriend broke up with you. You know, you had a flat tire. Um, you got a boo-boo. Like, you know, you broke your ankle. Like, okay. Your engine blew in your car. Like, your roof's leaking. Like, dude, have some respect for yourself. Get down on your hands and knees and thank God those are your problems. And I think... I'm a perspective person, so I've always been that way. And, and I also believe that if you bitch, moan, and complain about stuff that's not worthy, you might get stuff to actually complain about. So my idea was like, okay, whatever it is, and I have the ability or, or cause myself to be able to move on. So no matter what happens, Andrew, I'm going to deal with it because I can't perseverate or live in it, and I move on. I turn the page real fast. Good, bad, or indifferent is what I do. It's just I can. Like, this is what I, but I think in business you have to do that. So let's talk about business for a minute. I mean, business. Stuff's going to happen in your business. Like when people charge something back, I didn't, it's like, it's like that. Somebody's like, well, Tom rolled eight grand. Like, okay. Now I hired most of my warm market. So I'm sorry, but if you only hired off of like these lists and stuff, you didn't know anybody and I'm not mad at you, but like I hired both warm and cold, but a ton of my people were warm market. And then there were my warm market of my warm market, a warm market of my cold market, but everybody kind of knew each other on some level. But people get something that's not that big of a deal and they shut their life down. And they run away. And it's that fight or flight deal. And I'm like, I just would rather every time there's a situation, I'd rather fight than run. First of all, I don't run fast. And I don't need to run fast. Because I'm not running from anybody. So, like, what do I want to run fast for? Like, I don't plan on running. So, and it's not a, none of this is about being tough. It's about the fact that at the end of the day, you're complaining, you're whining, your attitude is not going to feed your kids. You're wanting to feel negative about stuff's not going to allow you to be successful. And by the way, it'll make you feel worse, just so you know. I always, I always, this one's always my favorite. Like, you know, it's been a lot of mentally depressed lately. I'm like, you do know you drink a lot, and alcohol is a depressant. Right? I always think it's like funny. I'm like, dude, you did go to like, you had health class in like middle school, right? Like, I knew that was. That's why I drank and got high and drank, got high and drank, got high, and I've been sober. Were you depressed when you were drinking and getting high? Of course I was. I was drunk and getting high. <laughs> Everybody that uses outside of when they're under the intoxication or they're not high, they're not under the influence is depressed. Were you depressed after you were drinking? Like When I I was, when I quit drinking? No, like when you were so, like in between drinking? It depends on how long I got to start drinking again. But like, I didn't go very long without drinking. So if I got done in the morning, went to work eight to four, I mean, I worked, I tried to stay busy. Once four o'clock hit, dude, it was a wrap. I would go like, I would play slow pitch softball, which is embarrassing, but my cut sleeves off my shirt play. And I needed to get, I wanted to get drunk for the game. And I would get out of work at like five 
and the game was at six. So I would take a bunch of those Advil cold and sinus. I don't know why that made me. On an empty stomach, I wouldn't eat all day. And I'd pound those, and I would drink a 12-pack on the way to the game. Why? I don't know. It just seemed like it made me, gave me some, kind of, I don't know, whatever. I just thought I didn't want to use cocaine, then I was trying to be all grown up. I had a real job at the state. And I would, like, pound these things, and my stomach started getting really jacked up from all the Advil cold and sinus, which I didn't realize. And I would be like, but I would pound a 12-pack. For the game. I don't like, get why you were taking Advil cold it, and It somehow made me have a rush, right? And I thought I'd be bad. I don't know. Who knows, Andrew? I was messed up. My point was that— How, how many would you, would you take? Oh, dude. Eight, ten at a time. Oh, like, no problem. Like, like Tic Tacs. And I would just pound 12-pack, and I'd try to— And if it was an 8 o'clock game, I was golden because I could drink 30 beers. Because softball, you can drink 30 beers and play. Like, it's not— it's not a real sport. Like, but, I mean, you don't really have to be any good. I mean, it's not like the, it's balls on your hand. It comes in. Like, you get hit. It's not not hard at all. Um, you know, but I think it's, it's um, you know, for me, it, it's funny. It's been one of those things where um, you have to make decisions in your life. You know what I mean? Like, I get up late. I don't eat right. And I don't work out. Like, okay, well, two plus two is four. And then two plus two plus two is six. Like, dude, what do you – and people act like it's weird. And I think, like – just like the stuff you got. Dude, you're not the only one that has stuff. Everybody's life on some level sucks at times. Nobody's got a fairy tale life. They just don't. No matter what you think you see when people are walking around, now I tend to tell you I'm pretty effed up, and I'll tell you. And maybe you don't want to hear it. Maybe you do want to hear it. I mean, you've, you've had to hear a lot. It's just like you've seen a lot. been 14 years. But, dude, at the end of the day, like, you do the best you can. But So, so do you think there's, like, some – comfort knowing that everybody has their own stuff if you actually look at it that way i think if you can and you're take, not alone like i'm the only one with I these th- problems i think if you can take a step back and realize that everybody's going through crap um it's not unique to you that should give you original perspective and secondarily the perspective should be man because the problem for me is most of the things that people complain about are not worthy of complaining yeah. They're just not. Like, I didn't, listen, I didn't wake up one day. I didn't get married to my kid's mother and go, like, man, I can't wait to get divorced. I didn't. Like, that was never part of the plan. I wasn't like, man, this is going to be so sweet. I can't wait to get divorced. I didn't want to. I grew up with, with, with mom and dad split up when I was real young. And I, I think, if anything, I wanted to be married forever. I wasn't like, that wasn't my plan. I and mean, it wasn't my plan to get divorced from her second time either. But, like, it happened. Like, what do you want me to do? But, you know, for me, like, you, I, once you're there, you're there. Like, it, it, it kind of, it is what it is, and, and what are you going to do? You know, it's and, – and I've watched a lot of people, dude, like with their attitudes. My buddy's wife's, you know, just had major surgery for cancer. And, she's like, and I'm like, dude, she's going to be fine. And I'm like, dude, her attitude is just so like, I'm sorry, but she's just like, I'm dealing with it head on. Could be a lot worse. And there are people that do like sprain their ankle, and they want to tell you about it forever. And she's like, yep, yeah, I'm getting this done and that done and this done and that done, and I'm going to be fine. Bring it on. I'm good. And I'm just like, God, the, the the strength and that attitude and her mindset and the way she feels. And I think, you know, the mind's a powerful thing. And uh, it listens to everything you say verbally and nonverbally. And that's what people understand, your thoughts. Because you're, you're, again, I'm not going to, your brain has a hard time differentiating fact yeah. and fiction. And if you spew enough into it that's not even real, that's not even factual, you can kind of convince yourself it is. And that's dangerous because you're like, dude, that didn't really happen. You know what I mean? And uh, so I, th- I think for me, Andrew, and I was, I'm telling you, that was maybe it's old school, but I had a, I was in the state of Connecticut, you know, doing my thing as a social worker. And my man, Jim, 
different gym, not the gym that hired me insurance, was like, hey, dude, here's what I want you to tell them. Sit them down, let them throw up all over you, he'd say. Give them all, they give you all their drama. How bad mommy and daddy were, how bad it is to smoke crack, get it all out. And then look them square in the eyes and tell them you're fixed, get over it. And uh, I don't know, I've always told myself to get over it. And I think that, but to your point, Andrew, you know, everybody has their own stuff they're dealing with. And it's therapeutic to have somebody talk to about it. I, I would agree with that. Um, it's therapeutic to do something to to address it and feel better. But if you live in it, that's a miserable existence. Like it's miserable, you know, so. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for sharing. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you.